Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Salamis Podcast. I'm trying to do things a little bit different, uh, and I want to be able to separate episodes like these and just sort of put them on their own plane, if you will. So this is a continuation of our FYFT series. If you don't know what that means, that stands for Find Your Fucking Thing. And these stories are just documenting people's journeys and their passions and the things that really make them tick or the things that give them life. And I really want to shine more light on people that are going through things like this and really inspire others to want to do the same. So the objective for doing episodes like this is also just to get people to want to come onto the show and talk about whatever they're doing and whatever makes them happy. So if you do uh, go through this episode and you have something that you want to be able to talk about, don't hesitate to reach out. I would love to have you on. All right. Take care. No one's ever ready. Whenever I hit, whenever I hit record, no one's ever like, yeah. oh yeah, here we go. It's time to fucking podcast. Wait, now I get to talk? Yeah, that's not how it is. Uh, so we are here to do a uh, fun episode. Uh, I'm beyond pumped to have you here, bro, for real. Me too. Uh, guys, this is my friend, Jeremy McDonald. Uh, goes by Mac in some groups, which is Jeremy. He is the... One of three people that I share a tattoo with. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. You remember our story when I said, yeah. you just tell people you're in a black fraternity when, you, when yeah, they see the Greek right, under, yeah. and they'll be like, whoa, what? Yeah. Just tell them. Is that like, New York City? Yeah. That's what like, I get all nope, the time. Sure is not. Now, so I wanted to have you here uh, to talk about or to be on a series that I haven't done in a long time. It's called FYFT. For those of you guys that don't know, FYFT stands for Find Your Fucking Thing. Um, and I, I'd like to say that there's a difference between the two. Like, finding your thing, anyone can sort of find their thing. And I think when you have your thing, it's convenient. But when you have your fucking thing, yeah. I think that you defend it. It's inconvenient as hell. It's going to try you like no one or nothing else can. And I think, ultimately, you're going to learn more from it than anything. And it's going to be one of those things that's just always going to be a part of you. Like I've had so many things, you know, so many fads or so many like changes over time. Yeah, yeah, sure. ideas <laughs> and stuff. But this what I'm doing right now, this seems like my fucking thing right here. Like I just there's something about it that like like I feel like I connect with people on a on a much deeper level. I feel like I connect with myself a lot more. Uh, I certainly listen to older episodes so I can see what it is that I sounded like in terms of like my thought process and stuff. And it really makes me wonder like, Hey, what was I thinking at that moment? It also allows me to sort of track my growth. And mm -hmm. so there's certain points in, in life where I'll just be, you know, there may be something going on and I'll like revert to an episode and just listen to an old one and be like, Oh, that's why I'm a dick. You know, or <laughs> that's what I was thinking back <laughs> yeah, then. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's what's make, making me think this way. And uh, it feels almost like therapy, man. Like when I go in here and I just talk about something like there's one thing that we're we're wanting to do. And um, we're kind of like wanting to center it around like uh, like the concept of shooting your shot. Hmm. And we want to be able to have people jump on or record people just calling someone or pulling someone in for an episode and telling them how they feel. Like that's one of the hardest things. People can't do it. People can't do it. <laughs> at, like you just don't know how to tell people. You can't how even you do feel. their own family members. You really can't. You really can't. And like, I think that would be one cool thing. You know, like I don't know. Asking if you if you have a crush on someone, like calling them up and just telling them how you feel, and 
or don't telling someone <laughs> you said don't do it or telling someone that you're sorry you know there's so many different things that uh, that we can do or that we should do because at the end of the day I like to think that the most valuable asset or resource that any of us have is time and it's like why would you why would you waste it holding something back you know I, I, I watched a couple of um, YouTube videos of people doing this and like there was one that I watched and Bro, I, I won't even lie, man. It got me emotional because this girl, she she called this guy and was just like, look, you're like, she says, you're like the sun to me or something. And was just like, I I love you. She was telling him all this stuff. And it like she was crying while she was saying it. And and he was just like, oh, my God, I was I've been so scared to tell you because I thought that if I said something to you, you'd never want to talk to me. And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell, man? And I just think of when I was like a kid and I was like, you know, there are so many times and I didn't have much like self-confidence and stuff, but at the end of the day, it's not going to kill you. you. Just tell someone how you feel and, and that's it. Too you know? many people are worried about where they're going in life when yes. they don't really think about like, it's just today. Yeah. Like, just like they're worried about everything that's going to happen or all yes. these scenarios they've created in their head. And it's like, look, it's risk where, yes. which, whichever way you want to look at it. And you're right about the time. Like it comes down to, if you're willing to put the time into something and I'm a firm believer in that old, like you can do whatever you want to do yeah. kind of thing. Like your mom telling that when you're yeah. younger. And I believe that because I, I've seen it. You just yeah. put the time and energy into it and whatever you want, depending on how you want to get it. I mean, you yeah. can do it. And I like to think that from your, your experience, uh, you are our only friend in our, in our circle of friends. And Jeremy's Jeremy and I've been friends for years. We were, when we were dumb kids, we, we were, <laughs> we were friends, but Jeremy was the first friend that I knew that went to war. And I'm sure you learned a lot about the, the importance of time you know, and I, if you don't want to talk about that, you don't have to. Oh, yeah. But that's... like just I would imagine just seeing lives just vanish out of nowhere, you know, and uh, that would if if anything would give me a perspective on the importance of time and telling people how you feel or taking a chance or just trying to do something. It would be the fact that we are fucking privileged out here, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, crazy privileged. Yeah. Yeah. Things here, things there. It's, uh, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It, it comes down to scoot in a little bit closer than Mike. Sorry about oh, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it doing multiple tours in Iraq really taught me to like learn to let go. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you can carry a lot of things, you know, over and over and they can weigh you down and uh, not to get me wrong that uh, I'm definitely weighed down on sure. some things, but I think that you just learned that, you know, I, immediately after speaking of tattoos, I got carpe diem on my back yeah. and it was just like, do today, mm -hmm. you know, like it, the, the future matters. Sure. But what we're doing today and what we're doing, you know, what we're planning for tomorrow yeah. and, and keeping that short, sidedness to it I think is the way we should live yeah so. it's it's really interesting as I get older and I live in this town specifically I like to think that Bowling Green's a little bit anomalous compared to like other places because it really it, it seems like the mindset over here is to like make all the guap all the money right and then try and kick ass have some kids 
plan for your retirement, do all this other stuff. And it's like, we try, so many of us, we try so hard not to die in every sense of the word, financially die, like die in our relationship, die in all these other things. And we just forget how to live. Sure. And like, it's, it's so crazy. Just, it, it was hard enough starting a fucking podcast, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just sitting there and being like, oh God, when I sit there and think, okay, on, on Sundays or whenever I record, I know that some of my friends are taking care of their kids or they're doing some crazy badass thing, but I'm, I'm just, throwing myself in a blender essentially or a meat grinder and talking about stuff that like, I feel that a lot of us don't like to talk about uh, just uncomfortable stuff. And it's, it's just interesting being able to, to see the big difference. And this is my way to live a little bit. And I think that a lot of people just kind of like forget they, they get, it's easy to get wrapped up in just life in general. You want to go to restaurants and you want to go to the surface level. It's the surface level stuff, man. So I, I bet it's crazy for you that you're able to go and take chances and you're able to do this big idea that you've, that you've been planning for a long time. And I think it's a good time to start talking about it. So tell us what exactly you're doing. What is your thing? Uh, my thing is the outdoors. I mean, yeah. that it, I'm so passionate about it. Uh, I love backpacking. I love long trails. I love through hiking. What does that uh, mean? Through hiking is I'm black. Just in case it's <laughs> basically uh, continuously um, completing a trail from start to finish. Uh, usually, the the three longest trails in America are the Appalachian Trail, the Continental Divide Trail, and the Pacific Crest Trail. So, what, where are these? I know the Appalachian Trail is right here. Yeah, so that's Georgia to Maine, yeah. and then you, the Continental Divide Trail or the CDT is from Mexico to Canada, but Holy New Mexico, crap. Colorado, and then uh, Wyoming and uh-huh. Montana. Uh, wow! And then the Pacific Crest Trail or the PCT is from Mexico to Canada, but you basically all through California, Oregon, and Washington. So, Oh, my Lord. Have you done all those? No. So I've only done the Appalachian Trail, but um, I've backpacked. I mean, the last five years, I mean, I've spent my life just working and going every week. You know, or as, you know, I have a huge vacation. I'm spending it on, you know, huge trips down in southern Utah or Colorado or Montana, Wyoming. It's just... It's all I really, I mean, first off, it's basically free. Yeah. Uh, I love that idea about that. It doesn't take a lot. I don't have to, you know, spend a lot of money to do it. Uh, you can learn to live with the, the little the little things, you know, like. Tell us how you do it, man. Tell us how uh, you do it. Because so, you, you and I talked about this, and I, I really want you to tell your process and, and tell people just the, the cost of entry, if you will. Everyone, you know, and I say. You, you've heard me say it, and it's essentially the tagline of our of our podcast. Everyone loves sausage and bacon, but no one wants to see it get made. Everyone is sitting there like at their house or they're doing dishes. They're holding their kid and they're just like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. I just want to go to the beach and just go hiking and live off the land and all this other stuff. Like how hard is that? What is what is the cost of entry into the life that you live? You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think yeah. that's the number one rule. Uh, I think for me, it builds on on top of things. So the more uncomfortable it is, the the better the experience. Uh, yeah. It seems weird to say, but I mean, go through. What's your anything. level of uncomfortable? Uh, uncomfortable. I don't know what the word. You I mean, I've I've slept overnight in freezing, you know, ten degrees uh, wet. You know, really? like just because I just like forgot the wrong tarp. And was just like, are you serious? Yeah, totally. Uh, I mean, that's kind of extreme, but I, 
plan and prepare pretty well. So, yeah. I mean, the cost really is, I mean, the last couple of years I've been spending six months in national forest land, uh, because you can, you can live there for free, yeah. uh, up to 14 days and then you have to move locations, but I locations like move like 15 feet down or sure. I mean, really, it, I, I set up yeah. every day. So mm-hmm. it, I'm literally at a new location every day. So, wow. cause it, depending on what job I'm working or if I have several jobs that day, then I'm really just coming in at 10 PM and then falling asleep. For, so really, uh, yeah, I mean, that's freaking insane. You man. know, save on rent for six months. Yeah. Uh, I mean the pass is, it's $60 for the year. So are you kidding me? Yeah. And there's, I mean, this is mostly West coast, but I mean, there's a crazy amount of BLM land, What's national forest land, um, Bureau of land management. Okay. So basically like the state of Utah, take it. It's, I think it's well over 90% of the state is BLM land. So that wow. land is, is owned and governed by the, the state, but you can camp on it. You can shoot on it. You can yeah. ATV. I mean, there's a crazy amount of things to do. Really? I, I just like to backpack. You know, <laughs> here I am. I was, I, I was thinking to myself of, of how much of a point of pride it was for me to ditch my Apple watch and and move to a G-Shock watch, right? <laughs> like nothing's telling me when to breathe and yeah. when to stand up. And I got this from an episode that we did a, a while back. We had a, a lady named uh, Dr. Die on our episode. We just call her Dr. Die. It's Lucretia Die. But uh, she was talking about the, uh, like listening to yourself, listening to your body and everything. And and I didn't realize how much I listened to a watch to, to tell me when to do things. And uh, so now I have this You've like been sitting for too long. Yeah. It's just like, fuck. <laughs> but now it, it's, it's cool just having this watch that it feels kind of a part of me. Just it's just because you can beat the brakes off of it. You know what I mean? You can take it through mud. I can shower with it. I just never have to worry about charging. The battery lasts like two and a half years or something. And I'm like, this is this feels better. But here you are. Are like oh you spend ninety bucks and or sixty bucks and you can live off the land for an entire year, holy crap! Yeah, I mean, minus the food part of that. Yeah, yeah totally. I mean, oh my god, there's wood, there's fire. I mean, so you you build fires and stuff like that every like sure. I mean, oh most god. of the national forest land has campsites already. Yeah. So I mean, you just keep, use the campsites that are there. Uh, I mean, the rivers are usually just perfect for yeah. water filtration, showers. That's I mean, crazy. Describe your, describe your first, like your first experience when you decided to just let go of everything. What was that like? Or what was going on? What was happening in your life? Ooh, I don't know about let go of everything, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I got back, uh, I did, you know, a little over eight years in the Marine Corps active. And uh, when I got back, I just, I realized like, a, I was depressed, you know, really? and my PTSD was yeah. just real bad at the time. And I really needed something to really focus on and really like, I, I want to say center, but you know, yeah. so I, you know, I want to be centered and, yeah. uh, I don't know. Say it again. Huh? No, I was just like, what was the, what was the moment? What was the story? Moment. What was going through? your life when you decided that you wanted to, and I say let go because I'm so attached to everything else. So I can, in my head, it comes off as letting go. But for you, it was like, I, I wish it, it was like one something. moment. Yeah. But really it's just over time, you know, yeah. I got more used to having left stuff and yeah. really just, you know, focusing on what I wanted to accomplish and my goals and kind of let go of all the stuff that kept dragging me down. And mm. every time I got rid of something, um, I would feel better about it. You know, I'd be like, oh man, I can't believe I don't have a TV anymore. You yeah. know, I'm glad I don't have a PlayStation anymore. Like, yeah. 
uh, don't get me wrong. I love video games and I love movies. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, there's a time where I can do everything with the computer. Yeah. And even if that kind of funnels it. So I yeah. just have my computer. And then, you know, if I'm living and focusing in the woods, then it kind of just lets me relax. And wow. um, really, I say uncomfortable, but. I don't really feel uncomfortable because I probably wouldn't do it if I did. Right. But it, it does suck at time. The really long days of like 30 miles or, you know, even 45 miles, you know, where you're just you wake up in the morning and all you're doing is either running or hiking really fast to get to your next point and to your next campsite. And the logistics part of it and just like taking care of your life uh, and just knowing that, you know, all I got to do is eat today. All I got to do is be hydrated and then I can be present. You know, I can be present in this awesome land, you know, that's beautiful, whatever man. it looks. I mean, that's why I love photography so much. Yeah. And I have so much time where I'm just sitting around going, man, I just, I, this is the best sunset I've ever seen in my life. You know, God, I, I want to capture the last, that. <laughs> I can't remember. I, I think, well, actually I can't remember the, the last sunset that I actually appreciated. And it was, it was when my family, we went to, uh, What's it called? Um, Orange, not Orange Beach. Orange Beach, Alabama? Yeah, yeah, I guess Gulf Shores or whatever. Gulf yeah, so we, we went down there, and it was like our, our last day, our second to last day, and we were on the pier, and the sun was setting, and I was just like, wow. I just, I, I don't know, maybe I need to be away from things to appreciate stuff. Uh, and so it reminds me of uh, one of the, <clears throat> one of our previous episodes that we did. And we had a uh, professional organization coach on here. Her name is Sarah and uh, Sarah Fort and shout out to Neat Relief. That's her thing at Neat Relief. So um, but she said, the less you own, the less owns you. And I was like, man, how much shit really owns me when when I think about it? There's so many things that there's there's a lot of people. And I and sometimes I'm even guilty of this. I'll wake up in the morning and some people the first thing they do is check Facebook, check their phone, check their mail. See how many people just said, oh, I like you today. You yeah. Know, like it makes you feel, it's like recharging a battery. Yeah, every it's time. so weird. And and thankfully, I feel like I've gotten out of, of seeking that kind of validation. It's just sort of feeling like I need to be tapped in somehow. Like I check mail or on, on, I'll check, I'll check my account or I'll check the news or it's just so weird. And Maybe because a lot of it is, well, I was even doing it before she was in nursing. You know, my wife works nights as, as a nurse. And so um, I would think everyone has this like dream of waking up and rolling over and morning, babe. I love you. Here's but, some bacon. Yeah, here's some. Oh, God, <laughs> I'd love it. I want some fucking bacon. But, you know, you everyone has that dream or something of doing that. But instead, we just look at our phone and you and you and you for some, something changed where. It's not to say it's they're not important or something, but something in your head just it's like my attention needs to be here. Yes. Just just enough. Yeah. You know? It's so weird. But it's like I I should just roll over and well, I mean you say go to restaurants and you see everyone, you know, like Bro, you look at every I, table. I do not do that. I'm uh, I'm proud to say I, I don't do it to the point that it pisses me off when other people do. Like I, I get like angry. I usually just ask people, I'm like, well, you know, or, or I kind of just dead stare. Oh, at I do the, I do the, oh, I do the <laughs> passive aggressive stare. 
I'm a I'm a dick about that stuff. I hate it. Man. You wouldn't the number of dates I've been on where the girl literally is on her phone from start to finish. How is, dude? I, I, I don't understand it. And usually that date lasts for maybe 15 minutes. Like coffee, oh and gosh. it's like, oh, I guess dinner's not gonna happen because yeah. I am not sitting through this. Yeah. <laughs> so so tell me more about what goes through your head as you as you found as you find your thing. You, obviously, you said there is a process of of letting go of things, but was there was there no was there a certain moment that just made you say, "Man, fuck this, dude! I'm out of here." I'm just really tired of the bullshit. I mean, every I wish there was this moment. Uh, I, I I'd like to say you know a time you know in Iraq where you know I lost someone really close and. It, it really struck a chord in realizing like you need to do what you're passionate about. You need to, you know, focus it in a way that helps people, or at least that's how I believe. And I, I think that's really where if I break everything down, then I, it gives me more of an opportunity to be, you know, free to do those options. I think that's the other compromise is that you have to be very malleable. You have yeah. to be able to go, I'm okay with this change. And even if it fails, then uh, I'm looking forward to continuing on yeah. and learning from that and growing and yeah. uh, constantly. I mean, I've lived in something like 26 States now and nine countries been to 56 and Jesus. <laughs> every time I go to a new place, it, I, that curiosity just grows. And I learned that, you know, people aren't doing something here you yeah. know like they're fine without that and that just reminds me that whatever you put in front of you is what's going to shape you huh. you know if you're staring at your phone every day that's what that's what you're going to do you know you're going to you're man. never going to have that opportunity because you're losing out on those opportunities because you're just not open to the things you're not seeing them in front of you so i mean i wish there again i wish there was a yeah. like a one time but there really is it's just it's every, a process it's a process of yeah. just maybe it's, I failed a lot in my life and I'm, you know, every time I've, I've learned from something. Um, I wish that was the case, but I like to say that I've been very successful and I'm very thankful, uh, that, you know, I've been blessed to, to do the things I can and where I can, I should say. Um, but I think there's more than that. I think you, if you strip yourself down, then you learn that there's more ways to build on something sure. or build yourself. You know? How is, how is your, how is your friendships and your circles and all that stuff changed? I know that just from knowing you when we were kids there, the Jeremy now and the Jeremy back then, I, I still, the funny thing is that even though these things have changed, the, the one thing that's remained the same is that you've just seemed happy about life. Mm -hmm. Now I know that I knew that, I didn't know back then, but I remember when you would come home from, from Iraq and you would be like a ball of energy and I'm sure there was some shit going through your head and yeah, it's overcompensating. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I remember the first time you came back, do you remember you bought that big fucking assault rifle? And then we went, <laughs> yeah. and then, and then, like we went and shot up a refrigerator and yeah. like all sorts of crazy shit. And then you bought a fast car and you had a motorcycle yeah. and I was like, this is cool, Jeremy. But it's, it's even through all that, you just, you've seemed to always have this, uh, this appreciation for life, it seems. And maybe it was those moments that kind of showed you like, 
how much it is important to, and you've always been the person in our group of friends that has been somewhat of the the ringleader, just being like, Hey, let's get everyone together. You, it's like, you make let's everyone go to six think, flags. Of, yeah, let's do it. You're the one we that makes everyone <laughs> think of doing something. Sure. And, uh, I remember when I was, um, this was maybe, I think it was last year. I went on, uh, I went hiking with some of my friends. I don't fucking hike again. <laughs> big black dude gives zero shits about much, but I was, uh, out in the woods with, with my friends. And I remember getting that message and you said that there, and it was, it was so different. Like, cause I, I pulled out my phone there and I just sent a video of you guys just being like, I love you guys, man. Like every one of you guys in this group, man, it's just, it's so crazy seeing us like how, much everyone's changed. And I was like, I hope you guys are all kicking ass and stuff like that. But it was, it, it really did take stepping away from, from nature to realize like, damn, we, we're all very, very, we're very fortunate. And it, for, for some time, man, it, it gave me, it instilled like a feeling of gratitude, you know, like makes you think like these are, so, these people in this little group or in this circle, they're part of, they're part of who I am today. And the, the big thing, though, is that part of that growth is realizing that when you do grow, some of those people just don't fit in that circle. So has it been hard for you sort of shedding friends or just realizing that people are just on a different in your it for you comparing? It's more like a different universe, God, you know, it. I mean, if you break it down from day one of my life, I feel like I've. I've gone a lot of my life alone and and I don't mean that to sound, you know, like sad or anything, but my, my family moved like every year of my life up Why until we that? came to Kentucky. Um, just my parents got divorced, you know, got remarried, constant jobs changes. I mean, it was, it literally was, I think 16 before I was even 16. We'd lived really? in that many States and I think I just got used to really being comfortable, like getting into a situation. It made me easier to, you know, get friends. But also on the other side, I don't, keeping those friends is hard. You yeah. know, I like to say that I have friends from elementary school still that I talk to. That's probably not actually true, but, you know, follow on Facebook yeah. or, you know, I like to keep you know, and be like, oh, you know, they had another kid. That's great. You know, what or, else is new? Yeah. Like, <laughs> or, you know, or like, you're doing something really awesome that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad to see that. But I think every time I move, I build these huge, you know, like friendships and groups and stuff. Uh, Park City being recently, it's actually the longest I've ever lived a place for five years. Really? In my entire life. And it was my choice, you know, I got yeah. there and I just I couldn't leave. Yeah. You know, I finally just left in October, but Park City, man, Utah. it was hard. Really? Just, it, it was hard leaving. Yeah. Cause I had never had that in my life. I never had that structure, that st stability that I built. It wasn't like based on my family or, you know, like I had several jobs, like I, I just kept things going, you know, and I, I did a lot of things like have like cookouts every Wednesday or game nights. Not, that, or, you're the person that would do cookouts and yeah, game nights yeah, every or, week. Or just like we had ping pong in our garage. So yeah. people would come over just to play ping pong without even, you know, be like just a knock on the door. Hey, you want to play some rounds? You know, yeah. like I'm always down for that. But I learned a long time ago that things just fade. Like you yeah. said, like they are still very much a part of you and helped you grow in some way. And some people are slower at it than, you know, others. But I feel like I'm always at this like fast paced train where I'm just like, I feel bad about it almost where yeah. I'm like, 
well, I haven't talked to that person in so long, but I have like hundreds of people that I've made really good connections with yeah. over my life. And it makes it super hard. I think for you, you're, I like to assume maybe that you're tapped in in a different way than a lot of other people are. I think that because you are, I think that people are tapped in on, on a very surface level and there are, there are software platforms that allow us to be tapped in at a, at a surface level. But I think that because you got tapped in to the earth, to nature, to you've been tapped into tragedy, you've been tapped into like happiness. And I say tragedy because you've lost people. You've seen battle. You've seen you've seen, in my opinion, the the highest and lowest of the human psyche. Sure. You know, like you've seen people want to hug each other and want to love each other. But you've been on the side where people want to kill each other. And when you see all that, you become I like to think that you become completely tapped in on another level. And so because of that, you just see, I would, and again, please correct me if I'm wrong. You probably see the world in a completely different way than other people would. I mean, I, I think so. Uh, yeah. You know, I have this conversation. You're like, not to horn toot. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind mean, of fucking, I'm a big deal. I mean, I talked to my brother about this a lot where, you yeah. know, we, we grew up kind of the same way, but he was a little older and he was always doing his own thing and he's less social by you know, the largest width of standard yeah. there. Um, but he always tells, you know, we always talk about like every time we talk to people, we just, we see it at just a very different way. Yeah. And that very different way is, you know, really it's just somebody else's perspective that we picked up on or something and it made us think, you know, yeah. I think I overthink things a lot and really? I have since I was a kid. Oh, Sure. Like describe people, overthinking because you're, you're talking about how simple, how you've made life simpler, but the, how is it I've made my life simple. I haven't made my brain simple. Interesting. So, uh, I still spend so much time and energy on just working things out and, and trying to do them better and trying to figure out a way. I mean, we were talking earlier, like this year I'm about to try to do a 7,000 mile, you know, hike, you know, it's yeah. only been done by two people and, I'm so ready for it, it yeah. for so many reasons, but I'm ready for the experience. I'm ready for that. Every time we get to a new town, I get to meet new people. Mm. Um, I get to share my experience as, as well as like learn, you know, from everybody's experience, because the more we learn about it, the more we can understand and really come to terms with how people think and how people feel and be more comfortable with them. And, and then hopefully help them along the way. I mean, at least. Man. So you do have a plan to to help people as you make these stops or how do you sort of plan to, I didn't know that you had a plan to change people or do some kind of transformation so, throughout. I mean, I have a ton of ideas and plans yeah. set in place, whether they happen, that's kind of the question, but, uh, each one of us is doing a charity. So there's 12 hikers. Um, we've each picked a charity to raise funds for yeah. uh, mine's the Simper five fund, um, which basically spends 96% of their overhead directly towards veterans and helping them and their needs usually with like prosthetics or, yeah. you know, just expenses that they just can't get covered. Um, but you know, everybody has their own passion and we have somebody that's specifically doing the Chesapeake Bay foundation, um, where they're, you know, they care about the, the inlet and just the area and keeping it and preserving it. I just assume that place is like full of rich people. 
It 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 is. <laughs> Tell those motherfuckers <laughs> to handle it themselves. <laughs> I find that the usually I'm the kidding. richer that you are, no, it's yeah. true. Like yeah. the less you care about, yeah. you know. I mean, that's just we actually we talked about that on one of our previous episodes, and that like when you you reach a certain when you reach a certain level of of opulence, and this isn't shitting on rich people oh, at, no, all. Not at all. You just you do you do tend to lose perspective of things. And prime example is. Uh, Chris had talked about an episode. I think it was an episode of Oprah where they asked, I think it was Bill Gates that they asked like, how much do you think a, a carton of milk is? And he was like, uh, 20 bucks, like $30. <laughs> had oh, no, clue. Know, <laughs> no clue. You know? And like they had asked, and he had also said they had asked, uh, Mitt Romney, how much is a packet of ramen? And he was like, I don't know, five, six bucks or something like that. It's like 10 cents, depending on where you like go. Like, how are to. these people politically, but you know. It's, it's, it's not even, it's no slant to their 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 politics. It's that you do just lose touch. Mm. And like my level of connectivity, if you will, or awareness to what is happening in, in homeless populations is, I still don't fully know what it is that they go through. But can you imagine, again, this is, this is proxying the stuff that Chris said. Can you imagine the gap between me and a billionaire or a multimillionaire? It's such a massive gap. So, like, of course, they're just not going to see the cost of some things. And it's, it's almost like you can't blame some people. Yeah, um, but at true. the same time, you kind of can. In, in this age where we have the Internet and we have the means to gather information, if you want to see the dark side of things, you can, you can totally see it. And, um, yeah, people choose not to see that because it, yeah, it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Cause then you'd be like, well, no, I'm going to have to change my, yeah. it's like here in a vegan now talk about start food. Giving to the pores. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now that's a, uh, that's very interesting. Tell, tell us more about the, this hike that you're going on. Uh, so it's the great, Western Loop. Um, it's a 7,000 mile interconnected. So it's the P the PCT, like I talked about earlier, and the CDT, and then three other trails combined. Repeat the mileage. 7,000. So I did, and I was about to kill someone, seven miles on the treadmill today. <laughs> and I was like, man, fuck all these people here. Yeah, I can't that. believe this, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? So now 7,000 miles. Yeah. Bro. <laughs> Uh, that's actually larger than the moon circumference, which someone told me that oh recently. And I was like, damn. So I'm going to walk the moon, the moon. Holy crap, man. How long is it supposed to take? Uh, hopefully nine months. Um, oh my God. <laughs> it, it really depends on weather. Uh, right now it kind of, the snowpack isn't like super high or anything. Uh, it is hitting nice in like Utah, but. I think the the Sierras, which we really have to, you know, think about, we'll be fine going through May and June. Yeah. Um, and then we have to make it back through Colorado roughly by October. Yeah. So we'll still have a lot of New Mexico and Arizona to do, in, you know, at the end of this year. But what, what's your why? Why do I do it? Why, why do you do it? Why does this matter? Because people could, could say... There's so many other things that we can do. There clearly, there's a reason that only two people have done this. Oh, sure. I think on it's top just of the, the fact that because it's it's hard as balls, I'm sure. Sure. Um, you know, I, I could have just done a smaller through hike, you know, or do just do the PCT. Um, but it really stuck with me that you know I could build a platform here, um, really build a company that can have some sort of like footing later on. You know, like. Just build on it. 
And yeah. Instead of like spending all of my time and energy and into getting money from other companies and, and working for other people, I think it's just time that, you know, to take that risk and really try to do something on my own and, and do it the way I want to do it. Not, not do it like, uh, you know, business since I'm such a personal guy, I can't even imagine doing a business and not making it a little bit personal. Yeah. Um, but I think I'm, again, this is like a platform where I can, I can see where it's going. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to grow my photography. Um, trying to shoot a documentary as well and, and really focus on my skills in that and really just create something that I'm really passionate about and really show that for a lot of reasons, you can live with little, you can have a great time doing basically what people would refer to as nothing, just standing in the woods somewhere. Mm. But I mean, it's, it's the whole thing. It's the hike all day long. It's the setting up camp. It's making the food. It's, it's the people, the community. I mean, trail communities, they are getting bigger, um, but they're still quite small compared to other groups, but we're getting in there where people realize like, I feel better when I go hiking on the weekend in between yeah. work or I feel better when I go on a camp camping trip and just kind of just turn my phone off and relax for the weekend with my loved ones. Like mm. people are finding that. And I feel like it's just something that we've forgotten. You know, people used to do that all the time, but we've shoved electronics, you know, and everything else in front of our faces where we just, we have too much stuff preoccupying our mind. Yeah. I mean, how, I, is the the tech person to me? I'm always going to be an advocate for electronics. Um, I think that it does grant us, especially those who may not have the means to to experience or see or learn certain things. It's going to give us limitless, and we we've said this multiple times on this podcast: limitless information and limitless access, but also limitless isolation. And it's, it's very hard to have that balance when you have, when you have so much information at your fingertips, Chris describes it as giving a, giving a chimpanzee, a, a machine gun, you know, it's, it's like giving one to a little primate. Like where, where am I going to hit? Today? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's just so much information and it's just so much stuff coming in. And I think one of the things that has helped me enjoy or be more aware of my internet experience or just my connection to uh, technology is my connection to people. And when you have so much information and you have so much stuff going on, balance to not isolate yourself because you feel that you're already tapped in and connected to so many people, but it's all, it's all on the surface level. And when you have so much of that, you do forget how to connect on deeper levels. You really do. Yeah. People ask you a question. You're just like, Somebody hasn't asked me that in a yeah. while. Like, what are you thinking today? You yeah, know? exactly. You know, today I did that. Um, one of my uh, one of my friends at the gym, I just I came up to her and just said, how are you? Like, it's so weird just not asking, like, there's how are you doing? But there's like, hey, how are and your face tells it? You know, I'm, I'm genuinely wanting to know how your life is like. I see you. I acknowledge you. How are you doing? Don't give me some surface like I'm good trying to get big like you, you know, like none of that shit, like tell me what's going on. And, uh, it's, I think that that is a, it's a, it catches so many people off guard when you do that, just showing genuine concern uh, about someone's well being. It's, it's very tough. And I think that 
that's a skill. It, 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 it's now becoming a skill. It used to be just part of nature, like part of our thing, but now it's something that you have to train yourself on doing now. Um, but the, the, the bond that you have with, with nature, with your, with yourself, uh, with other people, I would imagine that it's far, far strengthened and it's going to be on this journey. Um, my, my next question though, is how are you going to deal with failure? How has that been through this process? I, you know, reading your article that was on, you know, that was on Facebook, you know, you're working with different companies and finding funding and all this other kind of stuff. Like, how has that process been? And it, again, if you don't, ha- if you, you don't want to say name, don't say anything like that, but just how has that been? Cause you also said that you don't care about doing like the business part, but I'm sure you've seen that when you do something like this, there almost has to be a business to it because oh, you sure. are, you're doing, you are doing a nine month, uh, nine month project, if you will, or a nine month journey. And you're doing this. And I think that it, it is even more extreme than what you normally do. Cause you said that you'll spend six months preparing to do six months away from stuff. Now you're doing an entire nine months uh, <laughs> without everything. So talk to us about that process and, have you hit you know roadblocks? Are you scared of failing or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, who who isn't scared of failing? I mean, I think every day I just take every day, and some days I have bad bad days, and you know I try to keep the positive outlook for it and really say, you know, this is what I'm looking for, or this is what I need to accomplish. But honestly, it's always a risk. Uh, I think the companies that you know, it's taken me over a year to really get where we're at today. And through all of that, I learned that, you know, people don't really reply to emails as quickly as I would like them to. No one feels the same way about. Yeah. You know, like I'm really excited. Like this is such an awesome project. Why aren't you guys on board? And because they're like, because we have kids and soccer games and all sorts of other shit to do. And the holidays was kind of hard because, you know, everybody was not working and I kept useless during, the you know, holidays. and I was just sending out all these emails and funny enough at a week into January, I just, I got a whole bunch of like, we're on board, you know, mm-hmm. but it took them like six weeks of just emailing and being like, all right, you know, I guess the holidays were a bad you uh, know, choice. Yeah, yeah <laughs> bro. I'm, I'm in sales. And so whenever like December rolls around and you better hope that you put your work in, in November because <sighs> Everyone's taking vacations and everyone's gone. The business side, uh, you know, I partnered with a marketing company and the business side, you know, I, I have a look at it and, you know, push it where I want it to be for sure. But I, I really want people that, you know, have that business background to really shape it. You yeah. know, like you have to rely on a team. I'm all I'm all about team, you know, like mm-hmm. the Marine Corps has really shape me to be a team player, you know, whether I'm leading it or not, you know, I think accomplishing the goal is the most important, you know? Uh, but I think it, it has been really tough because it's been the, these up and down, it's like a mountain, same thing as backpacking where I like feel really great today because everything's working and, you know, I got an interview and, Mm -hmm. you know, this can get pushed, you know, but then the next day it's like, you know, this isn't, this is, this isn't working or this company just backed out. And it's like, why, you know, like we, Chris and I, we, we like to say that in, especially when it's something that you're, you're heavily pursuing or heavily passionate about your, your highest highs are never going to 
carry as much impact as your lowest lows. And I know you've probably hit some lows during this time. Can you talk about some of the lows that have that have gone through and like how has that oh, yeah. how has that been? I mean, recently, like I looked at my sister and I was like, if it was ever a day to have a heart attack, it would be today. You know, like yeah. I feel like that was pretty low. You know, yeah. like and that's just like everything working out the day before and like an article coming out, you know, on a big, in a big magazine and being like, this is great. And then the next day, you know, being told like, well, the largest sponsor you had, that's, you know, signed on board that they're basically out, you know, and, and going to just not pay you what they owe you kind of thing. And it's like, how do people do this in business? Like (sighs) happens all the time. I know know it happens all the time, which is what, why, I yeah. didn't want to do it in the first place. Like, yeah. If you would have said 10 years ago, like you might own a business and I'd be like, yeah, right. There's not <laughs> a chance I would go yeah. for that. But you know, like here we are, you know, yeah. I kind of got pushed into it. It's not like something that I like, you know, set out to do by any means, but I really had planned on doing a really long hike this year. And, you know, I was actually going to do it last year, but I really just, you know, dug deep and worked three jobs to really like get me to where I'm here. And it's like, I'm glad I'm here, but I don't know if it's going to work out, you know, whether it's, I get on trail and I break my leg in the first month, like how crushing would that be? You know, like Hmm. those kind of failures you can't really prepare for, Hmm. but I think I'm just used to things, you know, if if they're not going to work out, there is always a way to do it. Yeah. You know, being whatever it could possibly be, but you know, like crutches on a trail. Yeah. You know, and I try it. (laughs) Here's the big thing. Like, and and I take this same mentality in the, in the way that I do this podcast. It's I, you could measure success or failure on how many listeners and how many followers and all this other stuff that we get. But for me, Since day one, it has been, I don't care if we have a shitload of people. All I want to do is be able to know that one thing I said in one episode affected one life and it maybe made someone, it it maybe set someone on a journey to do something beautiful, much better than I ever could. All I want to be is just the catalyst. And I think that the stuff that you're doing right now, the connections that you're making, the bonds that you're that you're forming with people and the fact that you're going and you're telling your story. I think that you it, even if this doesn't work and I'm doing my air quotes doesn't work <laughs> because I, I feel that everything works. It's just sometimes it's never the way that you plan it for it to be. Um, and hell, yeah, it gets disappointing as fuck, man. But you sometimes have to look at the process. And that's, what, again, going back to just the, the concept of our podcast, it's just the process of. A salumist is someone who makes is who makes meats, who puts shit through the grinder, who slaughters the pig, who skins it, who does all this stuff. And like for when when you are sitting there eating that slice of bacon, it, that's one thing. But yeah. that person who gets it, they think of that entire process that went into this little piece of bacon that you're eating. And I think for you, if maybe and i'm not trying to write the blueprint for you or anything but maybe if you keep your focus on the process just going through this and the fact that so many people have are continuing to cling to the edge of the pool they're 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 on the deep end but they're still clinging to the wall 
maybe this can tell can get someone to sort of let go and and maybe go on and do this 7000 mile hike that only two people have done but Jeremy tried to do it Jeremy broke his leg or didn't get the funding but they're learning from that and i think that if having that type of mindset for me has put me at peace like i i can sit here and go and do every single episode bro like i'm not shitting you with fucking joy it's just joy, dude. That's awesome. Like, even when I'm, even if, if I know that I laid a dud of a fucking episode, I'm, I'm just happy that it came out. And I'm like, maybe someone heard something. It's the small wins, right? Dude, you know, it's like the, the small win for me is that moment where I, I plug this stuff up. I listen to, I can hear myself because we were sitting there joking. <laughs> like, people like to joke that, like, other people like to hear themselves talk. I fucking don't. Because <laughs> I definitely you see, a, you, I'm six foot five, three eighteen. You would not think that I sound like this. So I was like, like, I sometimes you see me expect me to talk like this or something like that. But I'm like, hey guys, how's it going? You know, I, I have that kind of, that kind of voice. But dude, it's like, I, every single episode, I, I have to remind myself, like, it's not about me. It's not about me. I'm doing this to help someone else, however possible. And I'm right or wrong. I don't care. There's, we live in a world where we're so scared to be, to, we're so scared to lose. We're so scared to be wrong. Bro, I've been crucified for some shit that I said on this podcast. And I just, I like, I'll still fight you about it, you know? <laughs> but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm thankful that I got your attention. I'm thankful that I made you feel. And that you felt compelled to go and tell me that I'm an idiot or I've said something wrong or to correct me on something. But this world is lacking so much of that, dude. It, it's lacking people going and making the choice to to go and, you know, take a risk. Like I was saying, I think I said it. I can't remember if I said it before we started recording, like going and telling someone how you feel, mm-hmm. like going and telling someone that you're sorry. Like it's it's tough, dude. And like I've been, that's hard. you know, finding, you know. My, my thing, like I said, is, is the, the, it is the podcast, but my, my fucking thing is the process. It, 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 it is those things. And one of the things that I'm trying to find the, if you want to call it the, the courage or something to do is that there, there's two people that I have to forgive. I have to dude. I, cause it's for, and for the longest time, it was like, my hatred for, for these people, it's what drove me, dude. Like, I got a lot of cool shit done, man. I really did. But now it's counterproductive. And now it's not getting me anywhere. And it's like, that is that is the next weight. And I do not want to leave this earth without saying, bro, I'm done with it. It's, I've let it go. And I'm not like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not I don't let it run me or something. But I still think that there's, there's a lot of us out there that hold pains and hurts and stuff like that from people in their past. Like for, for a while. And I, I still hold, I still hold this, not a grudge, but there's even, there's people that I went to high school with that I saw the way that they treated other people. And a 33 year old me is like, fuck them forever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like they can never I change. They, I hope <laughs> every day they stub their toe on something really fucking hard or step on Legos from their shitty ass kids or all these other things. Like, but I also got to think that they were just kids back then. And my hope is that maybe they found some perspective because I remember the first thing I did when I got older and got aware of myself is that I hit people up and I was like, man, I'm sorry I was a dick. 
and there, some people are like, what? <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm just like, I, I had to tell you, I'm, I'm sorry. I was a dick. I know I trolled you and here I'm a, I was a college grad, <laughs> you know, of course, many years have been past that. And it's just, it's just, I feel that there's so much that, that we hold on to. And you, I, I want to say that you're much further ahead than a lot of people. And the fact that you're even going out and doing something like this, dude. Holding less. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Again, the less, you, the less you own, the less owns you. That is true. It, yeah, that is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. It's really the perspective that it's black and white. Like you said earlier, like everyone thinks of it, everything on one side or the other. It's like, there's so many other options. Like, why don't we take the time and effort to really see the other side instead of just constantly complaining about it? Because it makes us uncomfortable. It does. But like, how do you, how do people expect to grow if they don't, you know, chat about things and really like garnish a, yeah. An idea that's, you know, their own versus. Do you, know, do you know how easy it is for me to just call someone racist? <laughs> oh, yeah. And just like, yeah, you're racist. I just throw something in the trash. Yeah. You're racist. Yeah. Like, it's so easier for some women to just call someone sexist and or some Republican to call someone a stupid ass liberal, you know, or for a. It puts everybody in these little boxes. Yes. Or for know. a liberal to call someone a sexist, racist bigot. It takes so little brain power to throw someone into the trash. And, and you got to think of it like your trash. It takes nothing to throw your shit in the trash, but it takes effort to sort your stuff out and put stuff in the recycle bin and put stuff in like this belongs here. These are these things. I have so much appreciation for the people that recycle, like because it, I feel like they see the world a little bit differently they seem to process things different and it's, it is very easy. Like a, going back to it to throw people in the trash. It, it is, it's a dude, it's uncomfortable because not only then to use this trash analogy, not only are you taking the time to sift through all this stuff, it's nasty. It sucks to hold again, to, to see this waste and it's waste that came from you. And you're like, fuck, why did I eat this? Why did I? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Like you pull up that candy bar wrapper. You're like, God damn it. You know, you throw that to the one pile. You have all this stuff. And it's like, man, it, 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 that's why it's easy to throw people in the trash. That's why it's easy to have that certain view because deconstructing yourself will expose you like nobody's business. It will absolutely expose you. And, and that's your vulnerable. That's, yes. So like <laughs> I would imagine that there's a level of vulnerability for you going out and you're putting yourself out there and you're trying to form these, uh, these business, you know, uh, these business agreements and you're going out into nature and you're running again, goddamn 7,000 miles. <laughs> there's just so much happening right there, man. And it's all the vulnerability is hitting me there. Me, I would be thinking about seeing myself on, on the road. Just my big ass, just like running slow as shit because it's not a, it's not a run. Yeah. It's a jog, yeah. you know, and I'm just like huffing, puffing, just dying the entire time. I'm just worried about how I look. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, it's man, I'd be beyond vulnerable, beyond vulnerable. Like it, it, it's also why, you know, as I think about it now, like when I, I like to trail ride and. I can't do it too much because 
being out in nature for me, it tells me how insignificant I am. And I think that, I mean, there's, there's so much going on just stepping outside, bro. Like if I just go to my backyard and just sit on the ground and just think about how much life is happening around in a squ- me. Yeah. A square yard. Yeah. In a square yard, <laughs> yeah. like in not a square yard, but then going all the way down, how many miles down that goes and how much history is within this foot, you know, this foot or whatever my, my big ass uh, occupies, <laughs> like just going straight down. That's millions of years. I don't fucking matter if I, and if I sat there and thought about that stuff, man, it would drive me crazy because I love feeling like I'm the most important fucking thing on the planet. But that's just my brain. That's our brains that are always going to put us. It's always going to think of how do I preserve myself first? That's what the brain is always going to do. So, you know, I had when we had a um, I think it was Dr. Die on this on the episode. She told us that your brain perceives everything as like a threat first before it sees it as like a good thing. It's that fear initially. Yeah. It's just your brain is merely a survival tool. That's all it's going to do. And so when you see a 7,000 mile thing, when you see going and telling someone that you have a crush on them, when you see going and telling someone that you're sorry, your brain's like, this is not conducive to my survival. You know, you've got to listen. Your brain doesn't know what you're capable of. Capable of at it, that it, point. Knows what, it knows what works right now. And that's the only thing that matters to it. And that's where you got to tap into that other part of you. And that's, that's the tough part. I think that when, you, when you're on this hike, you're going to learn way more than you probably envision that you're going to learn about yourself. I hope so. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to keep this. I wanted to keep this under an hour. Um, it, there's just so much meat. I want to find a way. I just got a Skype account. So we, we have to, we <laughs> oh, have sure, to yeah. keep in touch. Um, I want to know more about this journey. So tell, tell our listeners about where they can find you, how we can keep up with you when you, when you start this journey. Uh, okay. whether or not it works, sure, I, sure. I want people to know the process. So the push beyond is the company. Mm-hmm. Um, you can go to, you know, the push beyond.com. You, you can on IG, YouTube. Um, we're going to have a weekly web series as well. Uh, we'll be doing a weekly podcast and then we'll have a culminating documentary. Um, and I, I think that's, if you go to the website, you can kind of see where the hikers are. They have intro videos. Um, of just like why they're doing it. And really it's about like the more that you see that you can do, you know, the sky's the limit. And the best part of that is sitting on top of a mountain, you know, by yourself and seeing how small you are and and being like, there's not a soul probably in a hundred miles from here at this moment. And, you know, like I'm screwed, you know, if, if something bad happened, you know, but it kind of gives you that, that confidence where you're like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, like I made it up here, I can make it back down. And I just treat it that like every time, you yeah. know, like it's just a mountain, you know, you got to get up to the top and, you know, whether it takes you back down or you're falling a, you know, a, you know, a crest, whatever it comes, you know, it's just something, you know, it's just today. I it's like just, it. It's, yeah. ju- it's just something. It, yeah. It's just. And, uh, I, and I hate to continuously go back to Dr. Dye's episode, but she said, she said one comment that really stood. She said, there's nothing new under the sun. There's absolutely nothing new under the sun. Yeah. I just had a meeting with um, the Explorers Club. I don't know if you know anything <laughs> about it, but it, you know, it's a club in, um, 
in New York where they have like all these explorers, you know, throughout the years. Like I know the, Internet Explorer. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know Dora uh, the Explorer. It, you know, it's like all the people that, you know, uh, landing on the moon was oh, there, you know, cool. they, they have a flag, you know, and yeah. it's those expeditions that they go after. And I had this meeting about like, you know, what we're doing. There's so many, they gave me so many opportunities of being like, you know, you could really, you could really do this. You know, you, you could do something scientific in a way, you know, gather, you know, data, whether it be that or, um, find something that, you know, helps the greater good. Yeah. Um, and it really got me thinking of like, you know, this year is where we're at, but you know, next year, who knows, you know, yeah. like it could be this, it could be something totally different, but uh, you know, I'm just going up that mountain, you know, yeah. and I like to think life is just, yeah. It's hell yeah, man. One thing. Hell yeah. <laughs> Do you have a final message that you want to send uh, any of our, our listeners? Final message. Yeah. Uh, you can I make do, it sound like you're going to fucking die yeah, or something you like can, that. So you can do what you want to do. If, yeah. if uh, you know, one of our buddies, uh, Nate, he, yep. he calls me every once in a while and he always tells me, you know, like about his life and how he's struggling. And he always, he always talks about like, I don't understand how you can just get up and leave. Mm -hmm. And he always thinks that, you know, it's like, I have really good finances or, you know, widely, you know, I'm not good with finances. So no, I'm not crazy. Not good. <laughs> no, I, you know, it's just, you got to learn what your strengths are and that's yeah. definitely not my strength. Uh, but I always tell him like, you can do whatever you want. You can leave, um, you can leave Kentucky if you wanted to and just try something different. And if you don't like, you can come back then, you know, however long, it, you know, it, it's those little steps that you take, you know, just, just do it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there goes Nike. <laughs> you say, I know. Are you think you're going to get sued here? No. Nike, bring it on, bitches. Yeah. I mean, can you sponsor us, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How is, so shoes, all that other stuff. Yeah. So we're like, we're going to go through like 14 pairs of shoes each. Yeah. So, I mean, that alone, uh, we have some good gear sponsors uh, that are kind of helping us really navigate the expense of this. Um, I'm hoping more shoe companies jump on board in the next couple of weeks, but really, we're good right now in terms of we, we know what people want, you know, everybody hikes with different shoes. So it's kind of like you can't use one company, Yeah. but I think just navigating those logistics is kind of like part of the best part of it. You yeah. Know? It's, it's part the, of the experience. That's, that's beautiful, yeah. dude. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, so, so don't do you, like my voice. Uh, <laughs> it's all right. Do you have any, what we call shameless shout outs, any people that you want to say, Hey, to say, go to hell say, I love you, anything like that. Do you have any people like that? Oh, um, you know, I come back to Kentucky and you're right. Like, uh, there's always people that really make me feel, uh, at home, mm. uh, and the fosters like in Scottsville, they're just okay. fantastic. That's you know, beautiful. like they always just really show you that you can love someone despite anything that you disagree on. Yeah. And I think that's where we should all be at yeah. uh, and just be able to talk. And that's one of those things where I've really appreciated every time I come back to Kentucky, it's like, I have family here that I really care about, mm -hmm. you know, that really sticks into my, you know, just sticks into you. Yeah. You're just like, ah, that thorn is the best. In the, it's you the know, best thorn it's that you can have. It's the best thorn in the world. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that. that's, that's about it. That's cool. Uh, you know, one of the we, we do our normal shameless shout outs on our different episodes. Um, 
But there's there's one in particular today. Um, we got our, you know, our first for real sponsor, and uh, very cool. Uh, I know it's it's really That's really awesome cool. being able to see that, and like I just want to shout out like how cool it is, you know, the the, the crew at Patch Junkie. Um, it's just it's it's insane. It's insane, and you know, he like like other podcasts that have a script. We we now have one and stuff like that, but like. I was, when I was talking to him this morning, I was like, man, we've, we've got to find, I want to find a way to make it natural, but even more than, than what he does, like the fact that, that someone, that someone hears us and feels us and that kind of stuff, man, like, I don't care what kind of money is involved in this. Like, that's all that I need, dude. And, you know, he wrote a message on, uh, on his, on his Facebook about like what the podcast has done. My bitch ass is sitting there in the gym. Like I'm feeling swole as shit. I was pushing the sled, like feeling like a beast and I'm like getting emotional and shit in there. And I was like, fuck man, like <laughs> what we're doing. Like, I feel that it, it means something. I really feel that it means something. And, and I, my hope is that we can tell more stories out there. I hope so. Um, I'm so glad that we were able to, to tell your story. Yeah. Thank you and, very much. And I, and I definitely want people to go on to, you know, talk to the crew at Pash Junkie uh, go to, and I, fuck it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read the script because I've got to get practice. At <laughs> yeah. it, and I don't want to sound like a chode when I'm like doing all <laughs> this the is other your stuff. Mirror. I know, I know <laughs> like it, it really is, but dead serious, you know, uh, and you go to their site and you see all the different stuff that they have. So like if, if, if you are a member of the military or are you a fan of like uniquely made items, uh, <laughs> you put hell, you even <laughs> like to just collect stuff. Cause there are people out there that do like to collect, um, different types of patches and stuff like that. Um, Talk with a group at uh, at Delaware Delaware Patch Junkie. They're they're based out of Delaware, and uh, again, the name is Patch Junkie. So Patch Junkie is an Etsy shop that sells uniquely designed patches. Uh, their stock includes everything from military style morale patches to designs uh, that reference popular culture. They also sell other uh, patch related stuff like patch mats, patch bags, and stuff like that to stick to your patches too. So if you go on their uh, site or their their Etsy store. Enter the promo code Salumis for 10% off your order. Once again, that is the Salumis, and I spell it on our thing. It's S-A-L-U-M-I-S-T, and instantly get 10% uh, off. Uh, so go and check them out, uh, and that's www.patchjunkyshop.com. Uh, Jay, thank you so much. I know I butcher the shit out of this, but it's, it's just something that I'm going to get practice for. And um, I'm just I'm, – I'm serious, man. I'm just so – I'm just so thankful and grateful that yeah. I, that there are people like you that I can talk to and there's people like Jay and there's people like JP and there's people like Tyler Young and, and all the people that have just come in there and been able to put themselves through the grinder and tell a story. And I keep saying that we want to build ourselves by building other people. And so my hope is that this story that we I feel like we're on a story together now because we're going to be we're going to be keeping up with you, man. We really are. And I wish that Mark and, and Chris were here, but Sunday is our actual day where we do like, you know, episodes, but I, I wanted to have this one, just a one-on-one -on -one with you. And I want to do more one-on-one -on -one type of episodes and especially put a big focus on the whole idea of finding your fucking thing. Um, hopefully this does inspire people to figure out not, not just what their thing is, but what their fucking thing is. And, and it's that thing that you're going to, you're going to cry about. You're going to sweat. You're going to get into fights with people very close to you. People are not going to understand your fucking thing. They they won't understand it. They're going to question it. 
And it's not because they hate you or because they're jealous or anything like that. Yeah, I don't even think my family understands me. But like when you find something that's bigger than you, that really taps into your soul, it it can't be quantified. It's and, and I use the same argument when when I talk about people who are who are really deep in their faith, like. It, it's funny hearing people going and trying to defend your faith because why you're it's like trying to say one plus one equals seventy four thousand like it it will not make sense to anyone else but that's what makes it so beautiful it also make you like fly a plane into a building or make oh, you do sure. some like wild shit or something like that but that's you have to take all of that together that's all part of it and I think that if we really double down on the things that that give us life the things that make us feel passionate, those things that are bigger than us. Like, I feel like you're going to see people that are so much happier. They're going to be so much happier. They're going to stress a lot, but that's part of the process. Mm -hmm. And going back to what we keep, but no one wants to see it get made. So guys, I do appreciate your time jumping on this episode and listening to Jeremy's story. Uh, Can they find you on Facebook? Do you want to just link people to your, just the event or the, the oh that's the, fine um but here's a cell phone yeah. number um yeah uh on instagram i am sherlock outdoors mm-hmm. uh sherlock is my trail name um i want a trail name <laughs> yeah what well, would mine come be? on the trail no, uh, can i take uh, my bike it comes or? you know naturally on trail like someone names you yeah. or there's usually a story behind i like it. nigerian black snake <laughs> yeah <laughs> black snake moan <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, you got to say with like Nigerian black snake. You got to say it like that. That's why. That's why I want to be on the trail. Oh God, I do need it. I'm going to figure out my trail name. I am. I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, on, no, no, no. That's fine. Yeah. So that's where they can find you, Sherlock Outdoors. Yeah, Sherlock Outdoors on Instagram. Um, I'm not really big of a Facebook person, so if you add me on there, I probably won't. Okay. Back, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. And I can tell that you're not on Facebook because that's not how it works. Yeah. <laughs> you can add me on Facebook, yeah. but I might not add you back. Yeah, I whatever that means. Yeah, I can tell you're not on it. That's cool. That's cool. Again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I hope you guys do find value in this episode. Kick all the ass this week, and we will see you in our next episode. And we are out. <laughs>